Computer, initialize Holosuite. I think you'll find that's manure. Horse manure, if I'm not mistaken. Hello, thank you for joining us on the Janeway, the Voyager podcast, where my wonderful rust bucket co-host Suzanne Williamson and I, Liam Smart, who is not a rust bucket, looks, I don't even know, uh, looks at Voyager episodes to work out whether our favourite captain has done things the right way, the wrong way, or the Janeway. Is that sort of making fun of my my red frizzy hair? Um, I, it looks blonde to me. It's reddish blonde, oh, okay. so it's kind of rust All right. colored. Yeah. Oh well, so. no, I just, I just thought you were old. <laughs> you're a nineteen. Well, damn. You're a, you're a 1936 Ford. Damn. First, I'm not invited to your soiree this evening, and now I'm old. Okay. Well, just to preface those, both of those things, I'm on the <laughs> other side of the fucking world, and Australia does not let anyone in because of COVID. And yeah, no, but I, I was have just joking. my vaccine. You no, know, it doesn't matter. No one's had their vaccine in Australia, pretty much. No, you're not old. I just wanted to call you a rust bucket because it was the first thing that came to my head that was semi-insulting. <laughs> and that's what we do on this show. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Before we get started with the episode today, why not give us a follow on Twitter at the Jane underscore way, and also join our Facebook community for our listeners called the Nexus. There you can chat about Star Trek and other nerdy shows, as well as find our other shows, including Her First Trek, a show where a non-Trekkie is watching four of the Legacy shows for the first time with their Trekkie partner. Please, please validate our idiocy and terribleness. But how are they going to validate? Is there a new way other than reviews? Uh, well, starting in July, we are up for a podcast award, and we will need everyone to vote for us so we win. Please, please, please. When you say we're up for a podcast award, is that because, like, do they have to accept us to be up for the award, or because we've already been nominated, then that's we've it? Already, we've already been nominated. Okay. All right. Well, if we win an award, that'll just be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Because can you imagine people listening to this and be like, oh, this must be a really good podcast. And they're like, listen to me talking about cum. Give (laughs) give them all the awards. We will bring that podcast award show down to the gutter with us. Give me all the boys that come along with it. (laughs) Yeah. So what are we doing today? It's season two. Season Finally. Yes. Season two. Someone's doing fucking gardening outside and I can hear the strimmer. And so it's going to be in this background of this edit and there's another plane. <sighs> How fortuitous that we shall be talking about Amelia Earhart. Oh, maybe it is Amelia Earhart. She's still been flying around for all these years. She She's finally got back. back. Are we just going to have to go through this person doing strimming work? Um, 
So yeah, the 37s is the first episode of season two, which was supposed to be the last episode of season one. And I feel like this would have been a much better season finale than a season opener. But oh well, what can you say? Definitely. We're not the ones to make the decisions. We're the ones just to talk about it badly. <laughs> so jumping on IMDb, apparently they rate it 7.4 stars, which is quite up there. Much better than most yeah. of season one, but it's pretty average for season two for what I can tell. Uh, the only title of a review that I thought was funny <laughs> is mind-numbingly vapid wow Uh i guess they did not like it and another one said that it's enjoyable but kind of dumb bit of a stretch and yeah do you know what there are some things that you have to suspend disbelief for in this episode yeah yeah like officer tackleberry showing up officer tack who (laughs) 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 david graff played officer tackleberry in the Police Academy movies. And he plays... Oh, right. Okay. He plays Fred Noonan. All right. Well, I hated him, so... Yeah, he was a douche. Yeah. Big douche. Um, so we open, and the first word of all of season two is rust. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> if you're watching this for the first time, they're like, oh, yeah, I want, want me a bit of that ferrous oxide. Oh. So they pick up some rust on the sensors and they're like, how does rust happen in space? It's like, well, I'd like to know. There's no oxygen. And as Janeway goes, well, this is a job for science. All the cows, we'll find out. <laughs> Head towards that rust, damn it. It's like everything, everything's about rust. We need to know. So again, immediately, that's the choice that she's gone and made. Mm-hmm. It is. And I mean, if we go down the normal path of Janeway, Alters course for science. <laughs> it's a Janeway. It's a Janeway. Hands I mean, down. it's almost borderline wrong way for me because she's just like, it's fucking rust. Like, it could have come from anything that had been previously on a planet. It, it, literally any planet, mm-hmm. anywhere. Ugh, it's just rust it, doesn't only happen on Earth, people. I feel like, it yeah, maybe. Elsewhere. Well, anywhere where there is ferrous, well, iron, and oxide, I, I've lost all yeah. my ability to science as well. I never had any ability. Ah, well, we've immediately got one mark for the Janeway. My ability is to talk shit and just be annoying. <laughs> well, and then we get it even further. Not only do we get rust, we get some complex hydrocarbons. Whoa, it's really setting up the heat <laughs> at the beginning of season two now. Got benzene, ethylene, acetylene. Gasoline, yes. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Jolene. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yep. If only Dolly Parton had shown up. Can you imagine if Dolly Parton played the complex hydrocarbon, ascension complex hydrocarbon? I'd believe it. Amelia Earhart. What's what, she'd probably be better for the complex hydrocarbon? To be honest, she could have been Fred. She could have been Janeway. Could you imagine Dolly Parton as Janeway? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been so... Oh, no. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, oh, imagine her giving lip to the... to the. Uh, to, I can't think of it. The, the Kazon. <laughs> In her sweet so, southern voice. Dolly Parton versus Kazon. Season one finale. Kazon don't stand a chance. No, no one stands a chance. I guess stands a chance? 
No one stands a chance to old Dolly Parton. So yeah, they uh, follow the trail of Jolene and they find the source <laughs> and it's a car. Oh no. It's a truck. No, oh, well, to me it's a car or a ute. I don't know. It's just an old rust bucket piece of shit that I wouldn't pay any attention to. Just leave it there flying in space. You're just running down a tidal, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> the trail of Jolene. <laughs> Although that's probably not saucy enough for our listeners. Oh, I know. Yeah, because there is that direct correlation. <laughs> uh, yeah, so find out it's a car. And now, I know it's meant to be a season finale, so mm-hmm. I guess you can sort of forgo this lackluster open in a way, like for a beginning of a season. But yeah, it's not a season starter. It's almost like a season start, sorry, an episode start for an end of season episode like it was meant to be. I mean, still, you're watching Star Trek. You're not expecting to see a 1930-something truck show up on the view screen in the middle of space, in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah, but I mean, again, there's been so many species, they could have all had those funky-looking trucks. That's true. Because what was it? Um, In the original series, they had the a piece of the action episode. I have no idea. They're all gangsters, like Chicago-style 1920s cars. Tommy guns. Is that the one where someone dies? I think people die in most episodes. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I get I, I'm a terrible person. I haven't watched much uh, original series because I just don't like it that much, which is yeah. fair enough. Yes, it is. Everyone gets to like Trek in their own way. Yeah. So then we found this car. It's like, oh, great, we found a car. Let's let's move on. So you go to the credits, and then we get back from the credits, and we are in the cargo bay. Talking more about the car. They beamed a car on board that's been in space. Mm-hmm. So, okay, great, that's nice. And then, of course, then Tom's goes, hmm, I believe this is a 1936 Ford. I was like, how the fuck do you know that? Oh, convenient. You're uh-huh. an antique car expert. So. Who in there? Right but he mind. was an so, antique car expert, but didn't know who Amelia Earhart was. But that's a plane expert. I know, but he was the whole 20th century file. Was that after this episode or before this episode, though? Or is this just the beginning of it? I think this is the beginning of it, but it, it oh, still okay. makes no sense. Well, to me, like, you could be a, tra- mm, I was going to say a train expert. What's the equivalent sort of transport system from 400 years ago in like uh, 1621 horses they didn't chariot? have cars then chariot chariot yeah, expert. Okay. Well, well let's let's just say <laughs> if somebody found a chariot from 1621 now just underground for the first time that they've ever seen it would they really be like oh this is a 1621 foxtrot chariot, chariot. <laughs> no with gold embellishments like, I think even, like, an expert would have to, like, start looking up things. So, I just, I think, it's, yeah, a little bit of a stretch. Well, I think it was also a stretch when he knew what made up gasoline. Oh, acetylene, jolene, benzene. Yeah, and- yeah it's like, oh, that makes gasoline. Excuse me? He's not a chemist. you even know that? <laughs> he dropped out of uni. <laughs> uh, so, I feel like this scene went on for way too long because it was just starting to feel a little bit awkward to me because they were just like, oh, an, in- com- an internal combustion engine. 
all manure. The... Oh fuck! Don't even get me started on the manure. Like that would have frozen up in space, and like everything would have been gone. I just don't it feel like the there would be smell no of smell. Manure. There would be no smell. Just like the damn truck would not start. I'm sorry. No, that. I mean, how long is that? How long has that been? In that temperature, something would have happened with that water and it probably would have exploded or something. I don't know. I don't know how, like, movements between minus 273 degrees Celsius or zero Kelvin and 273 degrees Kelvin works. I don't know if something explodes, if it's like some kind of super phase change. It just makes no sense. And that that truck should have been on the planet. There's no reason it should have been in space. Yeah, well, yeah why was it in space? The plane wasn't in space. No. So were they leaving breadcrumbs and that just happened to be the only breadcrumb? <laughs> no. The other breadcrumbs were all of Dolly Parton's hips. <laughs> Coat of many colours. <laughs> Nine to five. <laughs> Islands in the stream. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> There's more. I just can't think of them I, right I, now. I, I only know those songs. They're the only ones I know. <laughs> I can't add on. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we get like a joke about a hover car not being invented for another hundred years or something. And, yeah, I literally wrote down about the manure. Oh, God. Now they've got manure. Um, I did like Janeway's comment, though, that she's like, well, you don't really find too many farmers hanging around the Delta Quadrant. Uh, yeah, you do. On every single frickin' planet, I'm sure somebody's farming something. Well, I mean, that's all Star Trek. I was like, oh, we're artists. We're farmers. We're (sighs) Somebody has to grow your damn food. Well, that's true. Well, not if you're in Star Trek, I suppose, because, like, everything's just made in a replicator. Food just happens. It's made from poo. It's okay. Oh, that's why she was so excited. She (laughs) saw it and she was like... Oh, yeah, this shit's going to make a nice curry. <laughs> a good cup of joe. <laughs> right, she might have had a good cup of joe down in engineering. Oh, oh hey there. <laughs> Mr. Carey, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we get an awkward scene about, like, car trying to be started up no we need what's called a key there were too many of that kind of scene or that kind of dialogue in this whole episode right the way through to when Janeway is like e-a-r-h-a-r-t like trying to spell air hard or whatever i think when you could clearly see it i know it was not obscured in any way why is she taking so long (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just like dumb. So let me hear a bang because Tom starts the car or yes. the truck. First time, bit of choke, press the button to start it. Now, why did Tuvok look to the sky when it backfired? <laughs> the sound came from around his calf ankle area. Yet he looks to the sky. <laughs> That's a good I point, actually. I didn't understand. I didn't even notice that. I was too busy just thinking, oh, Tuvok, quick to whip out his gun. 
It was dragged out. Dragged out, yeah. It's like, look what we found. List watchers be Let's interested kick the in tires. This. Let's smell the bed. Let's lick the manure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me taste it and I'll tell you what type of animal the manure came from. This came from a 1936 Frisian cow with more blacks than white spots. It had a nice spot on its forehead. It was in the shape of a crescent moon. One thought it might have been from Sailor Moon. But there's also some tasting some Jersey cow in there as well. Oh, 32% Jersey. (laughs) This was a female based on the enzymes that this... Welcome to the Manure Tasting Podcast, brought to you by Suzanne and Liam. Where are we? And then then it gets even more. They turn on the AM radio and it's like, oh, what's this? And it turns out to be Morse code SOS. Yes, and I find it hard to believe that they did not know what Morse code was. Everyone should know what Morse code is, surely. Yes, I would think that would be something that is taught at the academy. Or even before you get to the academy. You'd have thought so. Like, it's almost one of those, like, ancient things that you learn. Because you don't really use Morse code now, do we? No. But we still know about it. I mean, I, I learned it when I was in the Scouts. I think I just learned it from ago. a book. Because I used to read encyclopedias. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm a weirdo. <laughs> well, I used to, when I was sick, read phone books. Really? Yeah. That's a bit odd. Yeah, and now they don't even have phone books anymore. No, what do you do when you're sick? <laughs> I scroll through the interwebs and scroll. Uh, so Janeway decides that we're going to go and find the source of this SOS. Now, essentially, an SOS is a distress call, so this is the right thing to do, even though yes. she's really only doing it for selfish measures. Science! Well, it's to get home as well. Oh, yeah. But I feel like it's a little bit selfish. Then we get the whole standard Voyager. We can't... Oh, like they get to the planet, sorry. And then we get the standard mm-hmm. Voyager. We can't beam through it. We can't go through it. We can't scan through it. Can't do anything because of this trinimbic interference. Let's take a shuttle. Oh, no. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like that song that kids is like... Can't go over it, you can't go under it, you gotta go round it. I do not know that song. Oh, no? Okay. Well, maybe <laughs> that was something that I used to have at school. It's like when you get a big hill, <laughs> or it's like Goldilocks, I don't know. Anyway, so then Janeway's like, here's a great idea. Let's land the fucking ship. Not a great idea. Why not, though? Those teeny tiny landing struts. Yeah, but yeah, that's... Teen- teeny tiny yeah but with that big old booty of a ship <laughs> booty of a ship but i mean i mean those things are spindly as hell that it would crush those little struts airplanes have like piddly little wheels and I t-rex know, has piddly little arms airplanes also have the p- little wheel up front what is holding up that saucer section that thing should have buckled <laughs> maybe under gravity just uh, yeah, that's a good point. But I still think landing the ship was fucking cool. I mean, from, oh, yeah, yes. from a, and let's just tackle this first from a Janeway decision perspective. Landing the ship. Okay. What about the Prime Directive? 
Yeah, what prime directive? This is Captain Catherine Janeway we're talking about here. Let's just think about it. You've got an auto distress call that's in SOS. Like Morse fucking code on an AM radio. Hundreds, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. It's like, how do you know people were still there? Like, how do you know what's going on? So you're going to take your whole goddamn ship into an atmosphere. So everybody can see. It's like, look at my big booty ship. (laughs) (laughs) You've you've come up with that. And that's now the USS Big Booty. (laughs) That's how we're going to know it for the rest of the show. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So they landed the USS Big Booty, which was was cool. Um, I did literally last night. Or maybe the no, it was last night. I think I was having a pizza and I was watching it. The episode of Battlestar Galactica where the Galactica is like jumps into the atmosphere essentially of New Caprica uh-huh. to try and save the people and like it's coming down and it's all on fire because it's going through the atmosphere and yes. it's all shit and then they jump back out when they're pretty much at the surface. After they jumped the um launched the Vipers. But that looks cool. That's cool. If they showed any of that any of the whole, hey, look, USS Big Booty is, like, flying through the atmosphere. There's going to be some serious, like, burnage happening. But, but no. The atmosphere w- was everything that they said it was. Mm. Yeah. Instead, all we got was, like, oh, there's some EM discharge and some, like, jiggling going on. And that was it. And sunshine and clouds and no damage. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's, it's a budgetary issue. I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, it would have been like, cool, this was your season finale episode. Spend a bit of money on it. Uh-huh. Which I suppose they spent yeah. all their money on getting Sharon Lawrence. And Doc- Worth it. Dr. Tiddy Winkle or whatever you called him. <laughs> Officer Tackleberry. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then Janeway's like, Janeway's had a few um, funny one-liners I found in this because she goes, oh, yeah, not bad for a beginner. And then pretty much straight away they're off of the planet and they go, nice day. I just I just kind of appreciated them. She had a little bit of humour in this episode, I think. It kind of reminds me of Worf's line, good tea, nice house. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even remember what episode or movie that was in. <laughs> So then we're on the planet, and we have Janeway, Chakotay, Tuvok, and Harry, and a random dude yeah, walking past. Yeah, was that? Well, they were just talking and looking, and I'd like to point out that they've got the first in line, the second in line, and the third in line walking yes. off that ship. Everyone, we don't know who's down here, but come on, this is going to be fun. We could all die, but, I mean, but least, it's okay. At least this time they left Tom Balana, Tom and Balana on the ship. Like, at least that but was okay they, in the dark. They could also die and everyone on the ship could die. Oh, I'll get back to my issue with this in a minute. Um, so, yeah, we've got all of those. Do we do we chalk that up as a Janeway or a sort of like a wrong sort of thing? Because having wrong that many people. Wrong way. Wrong? Wrong way. All right, cool. Yes. You need some expendables. Yeah, well, they, no, they did have that one expendable guy there. More than one. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, so then we're on Basics Planet again for the second time, <laughs> which was so familiar, which we haven't seen yet. <laughs> and it's the um, episode because they went there for State of Flux. Ah, yes. Yeah, that's where the drippy wet mood caves were. Yeah, so 
They found a plane. Now, yes. what would have been cool is if they went into that plane and they missed a big opportunity here to have Fred Noonan, like, dead as a skeleton, like, slumped over in the side of the that plane. That would totally get rid of his jackass of a character. Yeah, because he was, he was a pretty terrible. So that's they missed the boat on that one. But that's where the source of the SOS was, and they found out that it was powered by some kind of... Some sort of large power bank. Mm. Which then makes me laugh, because they've got this power thing that lasts for years and years and years and years and years, yet they still synced it up to run on an SOS on an AM radio for Morse code. It's like, you've got the technology to have this battery power. Why not everything? Like, why not create a proper thing? Because it was a museum. Oh, that was a museum? <sighs> That's how they saw it as a museum. They were keeping that. Well, where were the guards? Where the was like was. where was like the ticketed entrance? Well, the dude said that nobody visited them anymore, so I guess they don't need it. Oh, well, I guess. Well, then just fucking leave it alone. We'll get rid of it. So uh, they get to Chakotay, starts talking, is at the entrance of the drippy wet move cave, and we find out that Janeway's just going to go wander off by herself. <laughs> as she does. Yep. And <laughs> which is <laughs> just... I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, and they found out that they're being watched by some random people. So, yep, that's Sounds fine. about right. They're in, like, some kind of Thunderbirds outfit, so, or some weird sort of futuristic. Yeah, that whole hat thing that they only saw the teeny little bit out of. That's why they shot, like, stormtroopers and hit nothing. Oh. <laughs> they are stormtroopers. Um, I guess they go into this cave. But now we've got, like, more people on this planet because Belana and Ayala have turned up walking into the cave. So literally, like, who is left on that ship? Tom. And that's it. Harry? No, Harry's not there. Yeah, Tom's there. Harry's- Carrie is there. No, Harry's with um, Tuvok. No, Carrie. Joe oh, Carrie. Joe Carrie. Yeah, uh, so at least engineering's being run by some douchebag. Somebody. Yeah. And then Tom. Tom's in charge. So, I mean, do we... Provide another tick against Wrong Way and Jane or Janeway here for just literally having everyone off the ship again. I mean, I get Total that it's a show yes. and it's an ensemble. It's another Wrong Way. You got everybody out there. You got Kess, your only medic. Oh, they had Kess out there as well, didn't they? Fucking mm-hmm. hell. Uh, so, yeah, so they come across the chamber. Now, this is where I thought, hang on a minute, you really let yourselves, like, really get fucked up in a way because you've got this chamber, they've got all these. Mm-hmm. humanoids in a cryostasis chamber. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's happening. They've clearly been abducted by aliens. What if, again, with the Vidians? They've clearly got, yeah. like, something. something's clearly happening. The last time you were in a cave in a chamber, again, it was, you know, Balana being ripped apart. And, and there were a lot of orange colours going on, so it could have really easily been Vidians. Yeah, it could easily have been. So that would have pricked up my ears to be like, hmm, was this something that they should have realized? Yeah, or at least been cautious about. Mm. And but yeah, no. they just weren't. Once again, Prime Directive, let's wake everybody up. Uh-huh. Oh, don't, don't even get me started on that one. I'm just like, mm-hmm. seriously. Uh, so do we, do we mark something as being ignorant of not realizing that there could be some danger or not dumb way you want a dumb way do you is this is this is this we're going to start off season two with the dumb way oh it needs a dumb way it needs a dumb way all right it needs a dumb way this is dumb what the hell are you doing yeah so then they still got the cryostasis chambers they realize that it's human uh and then 
we get to that point where Janeway rubs off and starts reading out every single letter on Amelia Earhart's like badge. When us, the viewer, have already read it. Yeah. It's like, oh, it says Amelia Earhart. Yeah. So it makes you question, does Janeway need to read every letter of something before she can read what it is? <laughs> C-A-U-T-I-O-N. No, I don't know what that says. <laughs> <laughs> I think it says caution. Don't know what it means. Oh, it's it's on the list with Prime Directive. No idea. <laughs> I've heard people talk about it, but yeah, I can't be bothered to learn. No. I'm just going to ignore this class. I don't need to know anything. Uh, yeah, so then they realize it's their heart, so they go up into a meeting in the meeting room, which I thought was also nice to see that they actually remembered to put blue sky and some clouds outside. Yes, that was. That was I thought nice that touch. I thought that was that was cool, and they made the lighting look like it was daylight or daytime, which I thought mm-hmm. was nice. Uh, they talk about Earhart and like who the fuck she was, basically, and it was a ridiculed notion that they were abducted by aliens. Like, well, clearly, that's what this whole episode's about. Yep. Um, yep. Tom suggests to wake them up, where Bellana's just like, "No, thank you. I think that's a really bad idea." Way to go, Bellana. Mm. Voice of reason. But no, Janeway's like. Oh, God, I don't want to leave them in stasis. What if they can tell us how to get home? <laughs> They've only been there forever, mm. but surely they'll know. It's like for 400 years asleep. And then she's like, now I'm going to wake them up. Fuck them. Now, I am disappointed that when they woke them up, there was no one there saying, welcome to the world of tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 I mean, they might as well have done. They could have said anything. But Janeway deciding to wake them up out of stasis? Janeway. Has to be a Janeway, surely. Oh, total Janeway. So she she just sees that. Because she's just like, I want to meet Amelia Earhart. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it was That's actually. why she did it. <laughs> it's like, we can be best friends and she can sit there. She can be the new pilot. Sorry, Tom, you're not going to be a good pilot. We've got Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> She's, yeah, I feel like this episode was pretty silly in that regard. This was um, Janeway wants a friend. And they're like, well, I suggest that we bring down only human people. And Janeway's like, yes, I agree. But bring Kess. She could be made to look human. Just cover her ears. It's okay. But then isn't that pretty much all of the aliens? The only ones on there that I can think of that can't be made to look human very well are Chell and Neelix. Yeah, because all you got to do is give Tuvok a headband and he's good. Yeah, well, you could just put a wig on Tuvok. Could you imagine Tuvok with like a perm? Or a pompadour. Oh, yeah. Oof. (laughs) And Balana could have just worn a really like... She could have had bangs. Oh, could you imagine? That's all she needs is bangs. (laughs) Could you imagine Balana with like bangs that are... What's that like? (laughs) 90s bangs. Like really poofy and big. 20 centimeters long. (laughs) to cover all their ridges. <laughs> it could happen. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I was a bit, like, funny about Kess saying she can be the one to look human, but I needed a medic down there, so I guess that makes sense. Although she didn't even administer the hyposprays. She was handing them out. Oh, no. She did do that really, really funny scanning. She's like, scan you oh, really yeah, quickly. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Done. <laughs> It's like uh, she's doing checkout at a grocery store. Oh. Boop, boop, <laughs> boop. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, so in that planet chamber, they start to revive them. And while they're waking up, they look like zombies because they're so white. And then the color comes back into them. 
And Janeway's like... But you could see Sharon Lawrence kind of wobble. Yeah? I was like, she's... Yeah, she's wobbling. Oh, maybe she was drunk. No, Fred was the drunk. Oh, that's right. Uh, So, like, yeah, Janeway stands there in awe. She's like, Amelia, be my friend. I love you. We can be besties. I'll invite you as my friend on Facebook. (laughs) Facebook still exists in 2371. It owns everything. (laughs) (laughs) Federation really means the Facebook USS booty. It's not Federation Starship. It's the Facebook Starship. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so they come out and (laughs) Kes violently scans them. Um, And then Janeway just bluntly tells them their issue. They're like, yeah, it's 2371. You're attacked (laughs) by aliens. You're not on Earth. Hi, I'm Captain Janeway. Yeah, there was no kid gloves there at all. No, like you should have like approached it a little bit more calmly. Yeah, something. Don't you think? Or at least not not been in uniform, dressed kind of like they were, but... What, you think that they, what, Janeway and that should have dressed up in some sort of civilian clothes? Yeah, just to help... Even you know, just, deliver the news. Yeah, but no. They, they might as well just have had Neelix there smiling at their face, like right up. <laughs> Hello! Good to meet you! I, I brought some appetizers. You have to be famished. Brought you some cultural stereotype food. <laughs> but it's made with Leola root. Mm, basically like the Delta Quadrant tofu. <laughs> it goes with everything. <laughs> Except it doesn't. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I, I I don't know what to put down Janeway's like ability to. Oh, it was. It's not right. Like sometimes it's like rip the bandaid off, but it's not a right thing. Like it is not right at all. But because it's... you don't know how those people are going to react. But it's also not the wrong thing to do. It's also not the Janeway thing to do, or a dumb thing to do. I just think it's insensitive extremely insensitive what i might think of this one and you're probably going to be disgusted at this thought but i'm thinking of a half point scenario half point janeway well i don't know i want to go half point right way because as i said it's like rip the band-aid off there's no (sighs) point molly coddling them no it's either half point janeway and half point wrong way yeah you reckon yeah, because seriously, she was only waking them up so she could meet Amelia Earhart. Yeah, but we've... Mm, yeah, I guess. She only really cared about Earhart. She didn't care about the other yeah. people. She didn't care about that poor Indian lady that she never even acknowledged. She- <laughs> I wanted to know her story, damn it. <laughs> yeah, and the other... And the, we only cared about the Japanese guy and Earhart. They didn't even tell the farmer that they had his damn truck. Oh, he would have loved that truck. That was his truck. He should have gotten it back, but no, no. We didn't even tell him we had it. Mm-mm. Where was the Indian lady when they were doing the food? Oh, she probably ran away from Neelix. Oh, probably. I don't blame her. Yeah. Um, so then they explain how they were taken to the planet. They were like, oh, we're over the Pacific. Then shit happens. And a light took us. The plane started going backwards. And then the farmer guy was the same with his truck. And he's just like, oh, this is all very, like, poorly put together. I could have had some kind of cooler idea. 
It was very stereotypical alien abduction. No, it was, wasn't it? And that's that's what I was a bit... The only thing they didn't mention was anal probing. (laughs) (laughs) That's because I wasn't there. (laughs) That that was my job. I had a sick day. (laughs) Everybody has sick days now and again. Wow. Uh, I forgot who I was talking to. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) How can you forget? Oh. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, Yeah, so um, what's happening here? Oh, yeah, Fred the dickhead. Hold some hostage. Don't you know who I am? I was like, no, we actually don't. Go away. Okay, now this this I have an issue with because... They saw the gun on the Japanese gentleman. At that point, wouldn't you think to look for weapons on other people that aren't quite so obvious? At least give them a pat down. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Mm. You'd have thought that would have been logical. But mm. no. No, no, no. Like, I, maybe they just thought a man in a suit wouldn't have a gun. Well, the Indian lady could have had a knife. She could have pulled it on somebody. No, she could have been hiding it, yeah. A bra knife. Yeah. The farmer could have had a pitchfork shoved up his pants. A sorry knife. It's in her sorry. It's in her sorry somewhere. Yeah, well, she could could hide anything in that. And then, yeah, the farmer could have had a pitchfork. And then the other 37s could have had all sorts of things. Yeah. You never know. Why single out the Japanese gentleman? Well, maybe because the Japanese gentleman was in the war outfit. Uniform. Maybe that that was sort of why. Uh, But, yeah, no, like that, that Fred guy was annoying. If Chakotay comes yes. over the calm and says that uh, that there's alien humanoids, and Fred is just fucked. He's an alcoholic. Let me pull my gun. Let me drink from my flask. Commander, I've got your pretty lady here. She's got a gun to her head. With a gun to her head. Uh, and then there's, there's a line from Amelia Earhart that I didn't quite like when Janeway was saying, yes, there's a galaxy out there full of all sorts of species. Kess is an Okumpa. And like she just like... Abuses Kess and removes all her hair to be like, here's, here's yeah. her ears. But what I didn't like from Amelia Earhart was I've been to places all over the world and people that do strange things to their bodies. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's a cultural thing for the most part. Yeah, but from a woman from the 30s would see that as strange. No, yeah, true. I am putting 2021 vision on it, aren't I? Yeah, whereas someone from the 30s, you know how. Uh, even people from the 50s, some people still alive today are just backwards in their thinking. Yeah, no, good point. All right, I'll, I will, I will, I'll take that. Uh, so then uh, they're all sitting there. Janeway thinks that Earhart's reasonable and tries talking to her. Now, that's the right way. She's recognized yes. that Earhart seems to be wavering and not like in control of the hostage situation. She doesn't think they should be hostage. So I think that's the right way. That is finally a right way. I talk about there being a starship, etc. It's like, don't tell them there's a starship. Just tell them, no, I've got my ship. Once again, too much information. Tell them there's a big plane. Overshare. (laughs) Janeway overshares. That's what the title of this episode is. Janeway overshares. So remember that for our season two review in 2027. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So... Yeah, Janeway 
I've just written that Janeway wants to see it, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like... Chakotay. Maybe that was me saying that Janeway wants Earhart to see her ship. Yeah, no, then they talk about some Japanese intelligence thing, which I don't actually remember being part of the Earhart story, but... Yeah, I don't really remember that either. Yeah, and I'm just going to bypass it because I don't really care about it. And maybe that Janeway wants Earhart to see the USS Big Booty. I think she just wants to show off her big booty. Yeah. That's what it is. Hey, look what I'm flying. Like, I've seen your plane, but I want you to see my big booty. (laughs) It's like, I'll show you a big plane. (laughs) I go four billion miles a second. I don't really think you should advertise that. That's something to boast about. (laughs) It's like, no, you need to make it last a bit longer. (laughs) They go off to the starship. They're on the surface and... uh, Tuvok and the crew are attacked that he's got with him by these random people in those ugly, ugly outfits. Fred gets shot. Who cares? I should have just left him there. Oh, yeah. I should have just killed him at that point. Fred's dead. Mm, Just get rid of him. Who cares about them? Janeway, uh, let's have that little firefight between them. Some phases go off, blah, blah, blah. A bit of action. And then Janeway cuts around the back of them, stops them, and they realize that she's human. Now... Clearly, those human stormtrooper things that we're calling them, mm-hmm. couldn't they have seen that they were human? Unless the Briori look I, human as well. I guess not, because their vision is mostly cut off. She had to say, I'm human. Mm. Well, so are we. Dun, dun, dun. They, needed, they needed the grand reveal, and then oh, their yeah. last names being names of places was dumb. Oh, Miss Berlin and Mr... Evandale or whatever. Uh, Evansville, Knoxville, Titusville, I don't know. Some kind of ville. Jolene. Jolene. (laughs) It should have been Pigeon Forge, damn it. My last name is Pigeon Forge. (laughs) Uh, Where the fuck am I? Um, Yeah, they work out that they're not Briori, so Briori must have been the aliens that took him to the planet. Uh, But the, the attackers are also humans, so that's okay. They bond. Uh, have a quick pop over to sick bay where some the doctor has a jab at drinking. I do have a question. I'll go for it. Why were they taking humans as slaves? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, no. Why? At all. I mean, why only take three hundred people? And why from a planet so far, far away? Yeah, it's not and like if you're going to go that far. There are better aliens. Yeah. Stronger aliens. Yeah. Smarter aliens. Mm-hmm. Why humans? Yeah. So I just think that's a very again one of those like too far fetched, too stretched out yeah. possibilities on the episode. Um I do have something to say on that as well in a sec. So yeah, quickly, sick bay. Uh, there's a quick jab at the drinking by the doctor because he's not healing properly or something. Uh, Fred <laughs> says that he loves Amelia because he's dying and then he doesn't die. We all saw Ugh. that coming. But then to take it back, mm. what a douche It's move. like, actually, no, I don't love you. Sorry. It's like, what's the point? I forget I said that. Oh, okay, fuck you, Fred. No. Go fuck off somewhere. No, but she's just like- Just get the fuck out. She, but she's just like, oh, it's already forgotten. Well, that's because she had no interest in him whatsoever. Well, that's, that's what whatsoever, I reckon. But still. Yeah, she probably wanted still, him to die. Just, um, so we have a meeting, and they turned out that these people are called the 37s, and they're in a shrine, and that they're almost like the gods. The Briori brought people here, 
uh, 300 of them and enslave them, like we were just saying. What I don't understand is how did they become or be put into cryostasis when you've had people from 1936 brought over as slaves then there was a revolt by the 37s, or the original yeah. 37s. So wouldn't they either be dead or the Briori have gone, so they would have just stayed alive? Why the fuck were they in cryostasis then? I don't know if the Briori put them in cryostasis. But why would they put them in cryostasis like, if they needed slaves? Maybe they're like backup slaves when some, you know, have to be killed or die. But only eight? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's weird. I, yeah, it just it just doesn't make sense. This is where the plot broke down for me. Yeah. It's like, but they or fought. they were on the last ship, the last Priori slave ship, and that ship was blown up or something. I don't know. Yeah, but then why no would they? Idea. But why would they go into cryostasis? What's the point? Because well, they were in cryostasis. I'm guessing from when they were taken from Earth, you're immediately put in cryostasis. Oh. Uh. I'm probably not woken up until you get to the planet. But at the same time, these people would have had to have gotten to the planet 400 years ago because there's been 15 generations of people. So it would have been like an instant mm. trip. I don't get do, it. Do you see what I mean? It doesn't it's make weird. sense. It makes no sense. It, it really doesn't. So that's when I thought, oh, well, this, this episode seems to be a bit silly. Uh, yes. So, yeah, um, the remaining 37s are there. So... Um, descendants of them but they destroyed the briori ship so oh dear janeway can't get back to earth wouldn't they still have like the information like so the ships were destroyed being slaves you would still have like access to some information mm. how how the ships worked what did they use but they're a really sophisticated no. society apparently a society that we don't get to fucking see. I know. That's the thing. What they go and see the, the cities, hell? but no. What is the fucking point? We don't even get to see an outline of a city, a silhouette of a city. Nothing. Bullshit. What do you think about Janeway going with Mr. Never Ever or whatever his name is to the city, though, like deciding that? Oh, Mr. Pigeon Forge. <laughs> 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 Mr. Pigeon Forge. Yeah. Well, what do you think of uh, deciding to go see the cities with Mr. Pigeon Forge? Well, apparently everybody on the damn ship went. Oh. Because they're all like, oh, it's so much like Earth. The people remind me of Earth. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, what Earth. do you think of taking the whole ship? Like, I guess no harm? <sighs> sure leave. Everybody needs a break. Yeah, I guess. And they're with humans. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're not insane fucking humans. Well, I mean, there's there's plenty of insane fucking humans on Earth. Exactly. I mean, they probably would have left a skeleton crew on the ship. <laughs> or just rotated out. Do you think it's the right thing? Oh, I don't know. I think I might even just pass on this one, being a decision. It's right because your crew needs shore leave. Mm. Everybody needs a break. I suppose. And there is, like, the opportunity to see humans for the first time. You never know. Yeah. Could have new people on tinder for the first time they could have coffee yeah actual proper coffee instead of manure curry <laughs> oh, okay all right fine we'll do that so they go to the city which we see absolutely nothing of and then we jump to the ready room where chakotay and janeway are talking janeway's all impressed with the cities and she's worried about whether they should stay or not and that she's basically questioning herself like 
Is she so intent on getting home that does everyone else want to get home? I had an issue with that because she says something about she can't leave it up to a vote when she has to make a major decision. (laughs) When the hell has she ever left it up to a vote? It's never a vote. No, it's always Captain Janeway's decision. I'm Catherine Janeway. I know best. She got them fucking stuck in the Delta Quadrant, didn't she? Like She didn't take a vote then. (laughs) That was a major fucking decision. (laughs) It's like, everybody, quick, get the ballots ready. (laughs) Let's just do a voice vote on this. No time time for paper and pens. Just pull your pants down if you want to stay. (laughs) It was just an odd line. I'm like... She's never taken a vote. What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> Did I miss an episode? I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, no. It's a Janewayocracy. A Janewayocracy. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, so they, they have this thing. She, We don't even hear her say her 1,400-hour message. I would have loved to have heard that. Yeah. That would have been like a resounding speech. Like her resolution speech. Yes. Yes, or like the one yeah, where so- she's at the end of Endgame or the one at the end of Caretaker, for example, where she's like, yeah. what a long way ahead of us, but no. Again, that would have cemented it again as being a season one finale episode. But no. Um, so they decide that they can't operate on Voyager with less than 100 people, so it leaves them with an awkward choice. But is her letting people decide? Now, that's the biggest decision of the whole entire episode, really. That's a right way. That's a right way. It is. You reckon? Yeah, I suppose. If people decide their own fate, it is a case of deciding on, yeah. do you want to make a life on a planet or do you want to be stuck on a starship for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Do you want to science with me, Captain Catherine Janeway, or be stuck on this little dirt hole of a planet? Do you want a larger pool of people to bone with or do you want to come science? Science or sex, you decide. Well, no, because... They're meeting aliens every day, and you can bone some of them. Oh, yes. Have some exotic <laughs> sex. <laughs> Forget the Brazilian men. Or plain old vanilla sex with humans. Mm. Mm. Even if they are Brazilian or Swedish men, you, you'd be definitely oh. happy with different races. Oh, there's got to be Scottish men, too. Mm. And Scottish ladies. I mean, to be honest with you. Sorry, I'm a sucker for accents. I can't help myself. Oh, really? Hmm. I'm a sucker for stereotypes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you really liked what Neelix was serving them? No, 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 no. That's a good segue to the point we're in the episode. And I wrote down, uh, Neelix serves up cultural stereotypes. Here, Japanese yeah, man. just awful. Have fish and rice. <laughs> what if he likes a good cheeseburger, damn it? Yes. They have cheeseburgers in Japan. Or a nice bowl of pasta. It's like, I'm actually an Italian-Japanese man. Thank you very much. That's another stereotype for Italian. Shouldn't have... Whoops. Uh, yeah, but um, <laughs> Neelix, Neelix is saying that, oh, no, Captain Janeway needs me around. Like, fuck, she does. She's going to leave you in a second on some damn planet if it does well for her. Yeah. So Balana and Kim talk about whether they leave or not. Apparently lots of people are thinking they're going to leave and stay on the planet. It's like the talk of the ship i'm sorry whoever thought that harry would even dream about not trying to get home no he wants to get back in that womb but they set him up with those lines it's like no 
I don't believe this for a goddamn second. <laughs> so um, outside, the 37s decide to stay. Um, to be honest with you, Amelia Earhart should have gone on the ship because that would have made so much more she sense because have. she's a fucking explorer. But anyway. They just couldn't afford Sharon Lawrence. That's all. No, that's the thing. They do have a nice heart-to-heart little chat, though, which was kind of nice. And then uh, we get yeah. to the final scene of the episode we'll walk and talk with Chakotay and Janeway talking about who will stay why the fuck do they bring <sighs> up Baxter and Jarvin who the who the hell are they I it's, it's, we never find out no wouldn't it have been better to be like Kim I don't know if they're Starfleet Maki I don't know who the fuck they are what they w- what they should have done is bring up something about sexy Bajoran boy and uh, I don't know the other guy I can't even remember his name it was that unimportant they could have brought up Tom well, or Kim, or you know, anyone. Oh, Kim's definitely staying. He wants to be inside the womb. Joe Carey. They could have talked about my Joe. Yeah. Well, no one cares about Joe. I care about Joe. I do. I not. will always care about Joe. Okay. Well, maybe you can take Joe home. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they're talking about it, and they take the final step into the cargo bay. Oh no! But he puts his hand on her shoulder. Oh. <laughs> Oh, really? I didn't even notice. Dude, you are such a liar. I actually didn't notice. <laughs> I was too busy thinking, is this the end yet? Ugh. I need to put some washing on. <laughs> <laughs> I have people coming over later. I I've, need to wash I, things. I've got to clean. I've got to clean everything. Yeah, so um, they walk into the cargo bay and it's empty and it's like, oh, and that's the end of the episode. So did they get rid of the truck? I mean... What yes. happened with the truck? They probably just put it back out into space. <laughs> you want it? Go get it. That poor man. That was his truck. I hope they gave it back to him. <laughs> I hope so too. They probably didn't. They probably kept it the spare parts. Probably not. Yeah. Tom probably, you know, shied it away somewhere. Mm. I'm going to work on this truck on my off time. <laughs> well, that's it. What do you think, Suzanne? Honestly, I've always liked this episode. But I, I think it just comes down to Sharon Lawrence. I adore Sharon Lawrence. Yeah. If you suspend disbelief of, you know, somehow following a trail of rust to a pickup truck and then going down on a planet and finding Amelia Earhart, of all people, and then finding a whole bunch of humans, of all things, you know, like, it's very unlikely. But if you suspend disbelief, it's an all right episode. Like, I, I will say it's still good. Yeah, just... Don't think about it too much, and it's a fun ride. Mm. Do I give you the results? Yes, please. I would like those. Do you have any inkling of what it could be? No, because I wasn't really paying attention. As we <laughs> <laughs> if you don't pay attention when fucking recording, like, how is anyone going to be listening, paying attention? I'm sorry. I just got back from vacation. We drove four hours today. I've done three loads of laundry. I'm a little wiped out. Oh, okay. I'll give you that. Uh, yes, so we have coming in last, obviously, is the dumb way <laughs> with one. The wrong way had two and a half points. The Jane way had two and a half points. <gasps> no way. Yeah, we got four right ways in this episode. How the hell we Holy managed? shit, how'd that happen? Well, I think that's because she was making good decisions in terms of like, Letting people decide their fates on the ship. Oh, yeah. And, uh... Because I could have sworn it was going to end up Janeway. 
I know. See, this is this is where you just don't know, do you, with these? Wow. Craziness. But as we know, these will all tally into the final final episode of season two, so Insanity. So we've got no reviews to talk about, so that's all good. Just remember um, when we know where people need to go to vote for us on this podcast nomination that we seem yes. to have somehow got, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll let you know where to go to do that. But anyway, thank you for tuning in to us. We really appreciate all of you who listen to us talk about Voyager and rip into Voyager and talk about weird shit like turning manure into curry. But we'd also love it if you subscribed <laughs> and uh, gave us all the stars and leave us a review because we do like that. But yeah, Suzanne, where can we find you online? Well, you can find me on another podcast called Boldly Go a Strange New Worlds Podcast with my friend Brandy Jackala. You can find me on Twitter at KJaneway8 or at Stained Sass. If you like stained glass and Star Trek or other nerdy things. Yes. And Liam, where can we find you online? At LS74656. Or mainly running the Janeway Twitter. Just remember to follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way. And on our Facebook listeners group, The Nexus. Until next time. Remember to keep doing things not the right way. Not the wrong way. But the Janeway. This show is brought to you by Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Sweet Media programs. Loading Sweet Preview Program 4, The Sci-Fi Feminist, a feminism and pop culture podcast. Yes, uh, cosplaying as Lara Croft doesn't work, but that did spark my interest in her. And for my master's dissertation, I wrote about Rise of the Tomb Raider. And continuing into my current study, she's still the topic of research and investigation. So I feel like um, we're basically best friends or sisters. We are really close, <laughs> me and Laura. It feels like I have some personal relationship with her, which is why I'm really happy to share my research about Laura Croft at this point in this podcast. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Voyages, a Star Trek original, animated, and Kelvin Films podcast. Full honesty, I did find that the scene was seemingly long when they were driving with him and, and Scotty to get to the Enterprise when they were in their little capsule. I felt that that was a very long scene, driving around the whole Enterprise. But find yourself someone in life that looks at you the way Kirk looked at the Enterprise. I mean, that was a beautiful moment. And I absolutely adored when Spock came back onto the Enterprise. Just how everybody on the bridge, like Yuhura and Chekhov and everybody, they just kind of rallied around him. And it was a really warming moment just to see that original core group of people just celebrate him and happy to see him. Computer, deactivate this. Time's up.